It's October, Big Fib listeners, so obviously we are all about Halloween here at Big Fib HQ. From spooky scarecrows to creepy crawly spiders, we've got what you need to get in the mood for the scariest month of the year. Enjoy, if you dare. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Webster, Texas, this, yeah, this is the Big Fib. And now, here's your host, haha, <laughs> yep, Deborah Goldstein. Yup, welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the silken, anti-venomous spinnerets of truth and the urticating, predatory, nearsightedness of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. And I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to answer yes. Yes what? Yes, I do have a question from a listener. Oh, right. I really need to get used to the fact that there are so many questions for you to answer, Lisa. That's correct, Deborah. Questions are uploaded to my Algaport after kids leave them for me on gzmshows.com. That's right, kids. You too can leave questions for Lisa at gzmshows.com. That's gzmshows.com. <laughs> nice. Okay. So can you play one of those questions for us, please? Sure thing. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop that voice. Sure thing. <laughs> I'm going to adjust my antenna and find the right frequency and... Here we go. If you could have a monopoly over one thing, what would it be? A monopoly over one thing. Interesting question. (laughs) Is that even a question? I mean, it's so obvious. Is it? I would definitely have a monopoly over plastic bread clips. Oh, plastic tabs like you use to keep bread bags closed? Yeah, exactly. As far as I can tell, you humans really need those and you're always losing them. That's true. We do lose them a lot. And demand is only going to increase when humans figure out what else they can do with bread clips besides closing bread bags. Uh I mean, like you could use them as tags in your keys so you don't forget what all those loose keys in your drawer are for. Or you can keep your rubber bands together with a bread clip. And they make good earrings, too. Check out my Etsy store. So, yeah, (laughs) a monopoly on bread clips. Okay, sounds like you put a lot of thought into your preferred monopoly. Maybe you'll realize that dream one day. Oh, thank you for believing in me, Deborah. <laughs> Always. And if our listeners want to help make that happen, you can donate to my GoFundMe page called Lisa Needs a Monopoly. No donation is too small. No, 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 Lisa. We're not using our podcast to help you raise money for your bread clip monopoly. Okay, but how about if I offer you a seat on the bread clip board? Oh, tempting, but no thank you. We can't be asking our listeners to donate money for your investments, Lisa, even in exchange for a seat on the board. (laughs) You're lost. You're going to be sorry when the world is lining up for my bread clips. Take a number. I guess so, but I won't be sorry if I can redirect your attention to our game, please, and the very important task of telling everyone how our game works. Oh, 
This is easy peasy, lemon peasy, easy. <laughs> Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One, I like this one. This one's an expert. Mm. The other, oh boy, no thanks, a liar. Mm. And it's the job of a human child, pretty cool, to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. And I mean a goat, a baby goat. They're really good at <laughs> no, spotting no. liars. No, no, human child. What are we lying about today, Deborah? Just, what is it? We are lying about spiders, animals with eight legs and a body divided into two parts. Let's meet our contestant so we can get started. Who would our contestant be today, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a nine-year-old who loves dragons but hates spiders. Liv Hour. Excellent. Hi, Liv. Hi. How are you today? Good. Good. I'm so glad. You hate spiders. Is that true? Yes. I'm so sorry that you're on this episode about spiders. Are you going to be okay? Yes, hopefully. Okay. What is it you hate about them? How they like crawl in your hair when you're sleeping, that Stop kind of thing? That. Oh, what? No. Uh, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to find out. They're just creepy. Is that it? Yep. Yep, they're creepy. Is there any kind of insect, bug, or animal that looks like a spider that you do like? No. No, just all the things that are creepy and crawly like that. Okay, well, we're going to just muscle through and do our best, and we won't show you any pictures of spiders. Do you think that will help? Yes. We could talk instead about dragons. You love dragons? Yes. Why do you love dragons? I love how they can fly, and they're just so beautiful and elegant. Wow. I love that. There is just a huge double standard here, Deborah. <laughs> I'm just saying, dragons light stuff on fire, and all that spiders do are eat mosquitoes. Well, but what else? Don't you have a personal connection to dragons, Liv? I was born in the year of the dragon as a water dragon in the year of the dragon. Ooh. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, so she has a personal connection. I'm sorry, I didn't know there was a personal connection. Yeah, that's fair. I should have warned you ahead of time. So dragons, thumbs up, spiders, thumbs down. But maybe we'll change our mind after this episode. Maybe. We'll have to see. Well, we want to know some more fun facts about you, Liv. But we're going to do it playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. You, Liv, will tell us three facts about yourself. Two facts will be true. One fact will be a lie, and we'll try to figure out which one is a lie and how good of a liar you are. So, Liv, what are your three facts? I have been to France, I play the trumpet, and I love to swim. Mm. Those are all equally believable. What do you think, Lisa? Well, as we previously established, she identifies as a water dragon. Mm. That would make me think that she does love to swim. Okay. I have a quick question about the France thing, which is como te llamos? No. That's no. cheating? Mm-mm. Sort of. Kind of. Not exactly, but I. Fine. Yeah, we're going to. Um, okay, so we know that she loves to swim. If she loves to swim, I know there's water in France, so that's believable that she went there. She was like, I'm not going to swim in. Oh, what about France? So she probably went there. But if she loves to swim in France, there's no way you can play the trumpet underwater. You would drown. That one's <laughs> a lie. Thank you. Nice try. Okay, well, we don't know yet if she likes to swim, but it is true that you probably can't play the trumpet underwater. So let's see. Liv, which one of those facts is a lie? I play the trumpet. Oh, Lisa got Told it. you. <laughs> but I'm not sure for the right reason. Because she reasons. would drown. She would. Tell us, you have been to France. Is that true? Yes. Lovely. Do you speak any French? Uh, bonjour. 
That's good. Yeah, you could definitely go a long way there. Wow, that's really mean. No, that's not mean. That's just hello. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Oh, no. I thought all these people were insulting me. Never no, mind. No, not at all. They were just saying hello. And you love to swim. Is that true? Yes. Excellent. Did you swim in France? No. No. Mm-mm. And she didn't have a trumpet with her, so there must be another reason. But that was very good. I like all those facts. I like learning those things about you. And now we're going to learn more about spiders. We already know that you don't care for them. So let's get on with the show and see if we can't learn to love them. Lisa, can we get some music for our spider experts? Some people don't like spiders, but that's because they haven't traveled around the world shaking hands with all the spiders. <laughs> but these people are different except for the one who's lying. Go ahead, come on in. Nice, catchy. Yeah. Thank you. So our first expert is Joy Aiken. Joy, please introduce yourself to Liv. Hi, Liv. Uh, my name is Joy Aiken, and I'm a research scientist for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Thank you very much. Let's meet our second expert, Brian Patrick. Brian, please introduce yourself to Liv. Hi, Liv. My name is Dr. Brian Patrick, and I'm a professor of biology at Dakota Wesleyan University, and I also speak French. Oh, did you understand when she said bonjour? Mais oui, bien sûr. Oh, okay. Comme tout le monde, je parle français. Okay, guys, stop cursing. <laughs> no. This is a family show. <laughs> He's not saying anything bad. Okay. Those were all good things. <laughs> okay. Did you find that sound file using a search engine spider, Lisa? I mixed those beats myself to tell you that. It's hot seat time. (laughs) Okay, yes, it's hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Liv's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Brian Patrick, because we both have two first names. What's your other first name, Lisa? Deborah. My full name is Lisa Deborah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my middle name is Lisa. My full name is Lisa Lisa Deborah. Lisa Lisa Deborah. Yeah, wow. sounds legit. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. He would know because he's another two first name guy. We're in a club. Fact. I see. But all this time knowing you and I had no idea that Deborah was part of your name. Interesting. Maybe that reflects more on you than me. That's possible. Okay, so the first question for Brian is what, Liv? Brian, what advice would you give me if I wanted to do your job? To stay in school for a long, long time. I had to go and get my undergraduate degree, and then I got a master's degree, and then I got a PhD And all of that takes a really, really, really long time. And you have to really love what you're doing. If you don't love it, you're not going to stay with it. I'm guessing you kind of also have to like spiders, too. Well, yeah. I mean, doesn't everybody? (laughs) Apparently not. Liv doesn't like them so much. I promise you, Liv, we are going to change your mind. We're going to rock your world and change it to where eight legs will be the thing that you love the most. (laughs) I'm in. Nope. (laughs) Liv is not so sure. Okay, Liv, take it away. This question is for both of you. Can you describe a typical day at your job? I'll go first. My day always starts with a pot of coffee because it's a lot of reports and stuff that we have to read. Mm. We are always running analysis on samples that we may have collected the day before. So I have to read those analysis and prepare them for presentation. And throughout the day, I'm meeting with my staff to see if there are any updates on projects that we're working on. 
So not a typical eight to five. Sometimes I'm in early, sometimes I'm in late. It just depends on the workflow and what we have in the lab that we need to look at. Hey, back to you, Brian. My typical day during the school year is teaching and research. So I spend a lot of time in the classroom with my students. I teach classes like botany and ecology and invertebrate zoology and introductory biology. So that requires a lot of grading. The other part of that has to do with research on spiders, generally, but not always. I also look at the microbiomes of organisms and compare them, and that's the bacteria that live on or inside of the organism, as well as doing other things that professors have to do, like we're on committees and have to make some other decisions like that. And then during the summer, I work outside most of the summer because I'm also a field biologist, and that's where you find spiders (gasps) and other organisms. So I go outside looking for them all over the place and trying to put names on them after I get them as and identify what kind of species they are. Thank you very much. Joy, this question is for you. What is the scariest thing that has happened at your job? Mm. Oh my God, the scariest thing. I think it would have to be the time that I got a call that the people on my team thought they had saw a banana spider. So I ran out and didn't realize that I didn't have on the proper field gear. And sometimes we have to climb rocks and, you know, wade through streams if we're collecting samples. And I went to climb a rock and I slipped and fell (gasps) because I was trying to reach for the sample of the spider. And I slipped and fell. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to break my leg. Oh, no. That was a really hard day for me because one of the things about being in the office is that I get to be cute. And when I know I'm going to be in the field, I kind of like to be prepared for that. Yeah. But that was a cute dress day for me, and I wasn't really prepared. So <laughs> for being in the field climbing rocks. Yeah, climbing yeah. rocks. Yeah. So, but I really was excited about this banana spider that someone um, said they had seen out in the field. Because they're very rare. Is that why? They're very rare to find. So everyone was like, all hands on deck. Everybody jump in. Let's go. Wow. Did you end up getting it? We did. I just scraped my knee a little bit. And you know why she did? Because banana spiders are attracted to cute little outfits. (laughs) Is that a fact? I did not know that. Maybe so. Okay, go ahead, Liv. Brian, this question is for you. Are all spiders venomous? Yes, but not all of them are medically important to us. So there's only a couple of species in in the United States. That's the brown recluse and the black widows. There's several species of each. And those are what we consider medically important. There are a couple of others that have been reported to be medically important, but they're not as bad as what we had initially thought. But all spiders do have venom so that they can immobilize and digest their prey. Joy, this question is for you. Have you ever named a spider species? Oh, my goodness. Um, That is a great honor. I have not had the privilege of being able to name a species. It's a really rigorous process. You have to sit before a panel. There's like a time test that you have to take to see how many species you can name within a lot of time. You have to write a couple of papers. And so it's a really hard process. And so I have not had, I've had some colleagues that have named some spiders and some species of it, but not me. Not me, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll get to do it in the future. Mm, that would be an honor, yeah. If anyone's listening, might I suggest the Deborah Lisa spider? I like it, yep. Hint, hint. <laughs> Those are great questions. 
If you love the Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or ten, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Liv will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. And then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, you'll have to answer at slingshot speed. Liv, we're going to start with Joy. You can ask Joy your Shorts on Fire questions now. How many spider species are there? 49,786. What is the front half of a spider's body called? It's called a consoma. A consoma. Name a spider that is very venomous. Um, it's called the sweet funnel spider because the web resembles a funnel cake. What kind of spider is a daddy long legs? Um, I'll pass on that. I'll pass on that. What is the name of the dance in Italy that got its name from the bite of a wolf spider? Um, it's called the acapella wolf spider. Who is known as the real-life Spider-Man? His name is Dr. Fitzgerald Bartholomew, and he works in zoology at the American Museum. Which animal sees better, spiders or horses? Horses. How many eggs do spiders lay at a time? 5,000. How do some spiders fly? Um, this is a little known fact. Spiders have tiny wings that allow them to pick up the wind that falls in the air so they can fly off. And that is time. That's all the time. Sorry, I wish we had more time. Listen, if it were up to me, you'd have all day, but we can't, okay? Enough. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Lisa, can you please reset the timer? (sighs) Sure. (laughs) Oh, done. That was was easy. I thought it was going to be hard. That was easy. Good. 
I'm so glad. Okay, so Liv, you're going to ask Brian your shorts on fire questions now. Name a spider that can swim. Dolomites tenebrosus. It's a type of fishing spider. Fact or fib, all spiders spin webs. Fib. Some of them buy them. (laughs) How do tarantulas defend themselves? Like all spiders, tarantulas defend themselves by trying to bite or escape. What is another kind of arachnid? A scorpion. What is the largest spider species? That is Heteropoda maxima, if you're talking about how big it is across, or it's Theraphosa blondi, which is a type of tarantula, the giant bird-eating spider, that is the heaviest of the spiders. What was the name of the spider that wrote words in her web for Wilbur the pig? That, of course, is Charlotte. Fact or fib, spiders can make noise. Fact, but not often a noise that a human can hear. Often it's something that only spiders can hear. Hey, how are you? Who wrote, oh, the tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive? That is something I should know, but have no clue. And time. Time, that's it. That's okay, we forgive you on that one. Okay, very well done, experts. Okay, it's decision time. Liv must use her spidey sense to help figure out who is fibbing. Liv, who is our big fibber? I think it is Joy. Why do you think Joy is our big fibber? Well, I know that Brian answered a lot of the questions. Um, You know, never mind. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer. It's just a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. That's oftentimes how many of us make those decisions. And I love that you're being honest about that. That's just your sense. That's what you think, correct? Yeah. We're going to go with that. And I'd like to believe that your sense is spot on. So let's see. Can the actual spider expert please say, I am the spider expert? I am indeed the spider oh. expert. You didn't live. Your sense was right. You have really good spidey sense. That is correct. L. Brian Patrick is a professor of biology at Dakota Wesleyan University, where he teaches biology and does research generally on spiders. He's the creator and host of the podcast New Species, in which he talks to other scientists about the new species they've recently described and published. And he's the membership secretary for the American Arachnological Society. Whew! Well, it's very nice to have you here, Dr. Patrick. It is time to do some fact-checking. Brian, what facts did you hear today that were more like trapdoors? Oh, man. It was tough listening to her talk about the process of describing a new species. You never sit before a panel. (laughs) It's nothing at all like that at all. I've actually described new species. And you do have to know the group that you're working in very carefully. And you have to look at a lot of them under the microscope. I used to be scared of spiders. And it was when I started looking at spiders underneath my microscope that I could see the differences between them very carefully and see them up close that I realized these are actually really fascinating She was talking about what's the front half of a spider called, and she called it, I believe, a consoma is what I wrote down. Mm. It's actually the prosoma or the cephalothorax. And the real Spider-Man, of course, is the late Dr. Norman Platnick. He died in 2020, unfortunately, uh, because he had described several thousand species of spider, and he was also with the American Museum. She did have that part correct. Spiders lay variable number of eggs. It really depends on the species, from a few to several hundred. And she said 5,000. And spiders definitely do not have wings. But they can fly, some species can fly by doing something called ballooning, 
where they release a little bit of silk into the air, and that actually creates like a little parachute type thing that'll carry him away, just like happened at the end of Charlotte's Web. Oh. So, yeah, sorry to tell you, Liv. Some spiders on a good windy day may be flying around out there. Oh, no, she is not impressed with that fact. Just don't turn behind you right now. <laughs> Liv, can I tell you one fun fact about a spider? What? They say that you're never more than about two meters away or two yards away from a spider at any given time. So these have always been around you and they never hurt you. Poor Liv. I don't know if that helps or hurts. Okay, well, let's take it to Joy. Joy, tell us exactly what lies you told. The banana spider is native to South America. It's not in the U.S. at all. But here's your fun fact about a banana spider. They do show up in the U.S. occasionally (gasps) because they come in on fruit shipments. Oh, no. Brian, can you tell us about the daddy long legs? Sure. So when I was growing up, those referred to a group of things that are actually not spiders called opilionids or harvestmen. Oh. But there's also cellar spiders as well. And those are actually true spiders. And the opilionids are actually not poisonous in any way, shape, or form. And there's a myth that runs around, an urban legend, that these are the most dangerous spiders in the world. First, they're not spiders, and second, they all lack venom. And then the cellar spiders, if you're referring to those in the family Fulcity, those actually have such a weak venom that they're not considered medically important. So all of that is a big fib about the deadliest spider in the world just can't break the skin stuff. It was a trick question about the daddy long legs. Okay, and the name of the dance in Italy that got its name from the bite of a wolf spider is actually the tarantella, because the bite of the tarantula wolf spider was thought to be fatal unless the victim did a very frenzied dance. So that's where that comes from. And just for fun, the person who wrote, Oh, the tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive, that was Sir William Walter Scott in what is called Marmion, a tale of flood and field. Well, that was some really great lying joy and some fun facts there, Brian. But... It's time to balloon away. So many thanks to our brilliant contestant, Liv, who is also a good sport with this episode about spiders that she does not care for. (laughs) Thank you to our expert and liar, Brian and Joy, and to Lisa, the inventor of great sound effects. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we clear out the cobwebs of lies and silk wrap the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, tell you what you're going to do. You're going to visit gzmshows.com. And while you're there, my friend, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa. You can also, hold on, find out how you, yep, you can participate. What more? Follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind the scenes photos, more true facts, and a bunch of pictures of spiders. I have tried to tell you this countless times. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. What more do I have to tell you? You can discover new episodes and other GZM shows you'll love at www.gzmshows.com. Now go to your room. (laughs) It's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, 
we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.